Your mind is a garden, your thoughts are seeds. You can grow flowers or weeds. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome to today's show where I'm going to be talking about ruminating and worrying. What's the difference? Why does it happen? And how to get rid of it? We'll start off with ruminating. And when you're ruminating, we're talking about your thoughts. These are persistent thoughts, usually negative thoughts. It's almost like if your mind was a hamster wheel that's just spinning over and over in a repetitive loop. And you're having these thoughts about something that actually happened. So ruminating is concerned with things that happened in the past. And it's when you're replaying scenarios, a lot of the times mistakes, and you might be focusing on failure or something you lost, or perhaps you're feeling hopeless. And you feel like if you're stuck and you can't fix the problem and you're just judging yourself or criticizing yourself for things that already happened, but they keep popping up into your mind. Whereas worry, worry is concerned with a threat, with a danger, and it's in the future. So ruminating is in the past, worries in the future. Both of them are concerning negative thinking and stuff that does not make you feel right. But the problem is that if they are happening all the time and these thoughts keep coming into your head and you can't seem to shake them off and now they start interfering with how you're showing up in life, then it causes a problem. As with everything, when we talk about mental health matters and we want to see to what degree if it's interfering in your functioning. People worry and ruminate all the time and it's okay. Some of it is, I'm going to say normal, but if it goes beyond, meaning you're spending a lot of time or it's causing a lot of emotional distress or it's impacting your relationships, any way that you function at home, at work, at school, then it becomes a problem. And we think that ruminating and worry has to do with a certain part of your brain that kind of gets stuck. I don't know what that part is. I don't know that science is that advanced right now to have a clear connect answer as to why it happens. But we do know that it often shows up in um, depression and anxiety, OCD, even um, other things like PTSD and uh, substance abuse. Well, it shows up in a variety of conditions. And not only does it show up when you have the condition, but it also can lead up to some of these conditions. Mostly I'm talking about depression and anxiety. You kind of feel stuck. And so it shifts the way that you're thinking, which shifts the way that you're feeling. Because remember your thoughts 
and your emotions, your feelings, they are linked. They feed off of each other. So if you're constantly worried, and some of the worries, again, they're adaptive. If there's a threat, you should be worried. You're trying to find a solution. You're trying to make sure that you don't get in trouble. You want the threat to go away. So that type of worrying is fine. But when you're worrying over things that are not really happening, that becomes a problem. Physically, that can manifest as anxiousness and tension in your body, or maybe feeling like you're on edge. Definitely, when you're worrying, it could take up a lot of your time. So even when you're trying to go down at night, trying to get to sleep, your worries don't let you sleep. Maybe you have a hard time concentrating. That comes with worry. And with ruminating, the same thing, except ruminating actually tends to reduce your level of activity and make you more like depressed and procrastinate. And it infuses like the sense of hopelessness and sadness. So it's not a very empowering state. There's a place for both of them. It's just to what degree you're doing it. How often is it happening? Sometimes you see this when you're trying to, you know, make sense of the world and figure out why. And as humans, we try to figure out why for everything. And sometimes things just are the way they are. And, you know, you're not supposed to figure out why you're either supposed to accept it and uh, let it go or do something about it. I personally see it a lot when people come into my office talking about relationships, they go over and over about what they said and what they did and what didn't happen or what did happen. And they're stuck in this constant loop that doesn't let them take action to release whatever that situation was and move forward towards a new and better situation. I often see it with work-related matters also as people getting really critical and judgmental with themselves on how they performed or what they could have done different or if they would have said something different, maybe they would have closed the deal, got the job, something would have happened. So you go over these stories and stories in your head. And honestly, it's just not helpful because I think that at some point it's okay to reflect and figure out because that's how we learn and Definitely, it's useful for us not to make the same mistakes over and over again. But if it's keeping you stuck, that's when you're going to want to learn how to let go of this. All right. So there's no special switch in your brain that you could turn on and off. So we're going to have to figure out how to manage this. So how do you manage ruminating and worry? The first step is to create awareness. Create awareness of your thoughts, of your triggers, and what is not helpful about them. How often are they coming up? So noticing, oh, I'm thinking about that again. That's when you're creating awareness. The second piece is you want to identify the fear because with rumination and with worry, usually there's a lot of fear involved. And when you try to identify the fear, you want to ask yourself, what are the probabilities that this is really happening or that it's going to happen? What is the reality? And what is the worst case scenario? If my fear would come through, what would that mean for me? Usually, even though people catastrophize, 
you can pretty much survive almost anything, I'd have to say. And most of your fears are very much unfounded. Now, you can have preferences. And because you would prefer it not to be like that, you don't want it to happen. And thus it creates a fear of the situation becoming like that. But it's not like the end. Identifying your fear, for example, if you're going through a breakup and now you know, you're sad or whatever happened, you might be thinking, oh gosh, what if I don't find anybody else? You know, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm never going to be happy? Or maybe the same thing with your job. Oh, if only I wouldn't have said that, I would have closed that deal. I would have made the money. Maybe, maybe I don't have the skill set, or perhaps I'm not good enough. So usually all these fears are very much based on judgment about yourself. And then there's the other piece that's when you're afraid about the world and other people, which you basically cannot control other people. So that's the next tip I have for you is to identify what it is that you can and cannot control. It's important because what you can control, you can usually do something about which means find a solution, which would eliminate your worry and your rumination, because that's basically what you're trying to figure out. What can I do about this? How can I get it to where I want it to be? So it comes back down to a control issue. Next tip is to practice acceptance by reminding yourself that you are allowed to feel, but you don't have to be controlled by your feelings. So be gentle with yourself no judging, no criticizing, no guilt, saying, hmm, that's interesting that I feel that way, that I'm thinking about that, but here's what I can do about it. And that brings me to the ability to distract yourself. And one of the best ways that you can distract yourself is to just quickly start focusing on your breath. When you place your attention on your breath, And you breathe in and you feel the breath up through your nose and you feel it come right down through your diaphragm and you exhale, you're actually forcing your attention to something else, which is going to distract yourself from your thoughts. You obviously can distract yourself in many ways. I mean, go watch TV, listen to music, talk to a friend, do some exercise. I mean, there's like a million ways to distract yourself. But the one that usually doesn't fail is with your breath, which actually brings in the peace of mindfulness and staying in the present. So now you're not going to be in the past. You're not going to be in the future. You're in the here and now, and you're working with your breath. Something else that I find useful if you're worrying a lot, for example, is to journal, which is basically a mind dump. And you set a worrying time. It's not forever. Set 10 minutes and just dump it all down on paper. What are your thoughts, your worries, your fears? And it's really helpful if you have possible solutions. That way, if the thought comes back, you go back to your journal and you say, okay, I already thought of that. And here's what I came up with. So I don't have to rethink it. Sometimes people use the word stop as to cue themselves to stop worrying. It works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, try it. It can actually work for you. So the questions you ask yourself during the time that you are worrying and ruminating really matter. 
One key question you can ask yourself is, what is one small thing or a small step that I can take to start improving this situation? When you ask yourself that question, you give your power back to yourself. You feel more in control. It shifts the way that you feel. It shifts the way that you think. And if you're having a hard time coming up with an answer for that, you can always start improving the way you're thinking and feeling by practicing mindfulness, by practicing breathing, by reminding yourself that you have overcome many difficult situations in your life, by reminding yourself that nothing is permanent, a solution exists, and you start making that shift. So make sure that you're able to identify when you're worrying or you're ruminating is actually getting out of control and nip it in the bud before it actually causes uh, harm to you. When you feel super stuck and none of these uh, tips are working for you, I really highly suggest you talk to somebody, a trained professional that can help you reshape your thinking and kind of keep your worries under control. So that's what I got for you today. I hope that was helpful. And until we meet again, my friends, think well and be well. Catch you soon. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.